الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأما من خاف مقام ربه ونهى النفس عن الهوى فإن الجنة هي المأوى صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن أعبد الناس أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters We had commenced with the discussion two weeks ago about the challenge of temptations and how these temptations sometimes drag us in different directions and drag us away from the obedience and the remembrance of Allah Taala. So in any case, the issue is that what is the protection? How does one protect oneself from the harms of these temptations how does one save oneself from falling into these temptations, temptations of sin, temptations of the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala? And this is a very major effort that is being made all the time by the forces of shaitan, by the evil forces to try and trap people into all kinds of vices, all kinds of sin, and therefore, things are done all the time to create those temptations. So that by means of those temptations, the first step is to create the temptation. And the temptation then leads a person to fall deep down into the depths of sin and the depths of destruction. Because that's the pathway to destruction. Sin is the pathway to destruction. So this is the whole effort. Shaitan keeps guiding his forces they are shayateenul ins and shayateenul jinn. They are shayateen even in the human form. And they are shayateen who are in the jinn form. So shaitan keeps whispering all these things of how to try and do this and do that. On whatever pretext, somebody the pretext will be that you'll make money in this way. So you prepare this kind of, these kind of garments, this kind of clothing, this kind of evil attire. And you make a lot of money out of it. So, Shaitan puts that whisper in somebody's heart, that waswasa. That person now starts planning and doing things for his money to try and amass the material things of dunya. And in the process, that becomes a terrible temptation for people. And they start falling into it. And the whole society gets corrupted. For somebody, it's one thing. For somebody, it's another thing. And in this way, one thing leads to another. So these temptations are being created at every step. A person is on his phone, so now he is probably reading some article from somewhere, whatever the article might be, something that is completely above board, there isn't any problem with that particular article, but then the so-called pop-up will come. Some pop-up will come from wherever onto that screen, and that will invite the person towards something. Now that became a temptation. That pop-up became the temptation.
and now created a certain uh, drive from within, it created some kind of uh, unease from within, the person now is feeling some uneasiness, because the heart is now becoming inclined towards what has popped up on that screen. And the next thing, the person is now already gone into something else, and from one point to the next, the next thing the person is steeped into so many haram things. So we started off from the temptation. The temptation was deliberately created. It was done with a purpose in mind. It was done, placed like a trap for a rat. So the trap is placed there with an objective. The trap is placed there purposefully. It is not just that it fell from somewhere and came by chance. That thing didn't pop up on the screen by chance. Like the trap was set for the rat, likewise is this also. It was set. And just like that rat got trapped in there, people also, like rats, get trapped into these traps of shaitan. And Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, that before we know it, we are gone into some deep pit somewhere, and we are caught up in all kinds of evil and vices. Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us. So this is happening all the time. Every billboard is creating a temptation. Everything popping on that screen is creating a temptation. We are seeing how somebody is dressed. Now, it's shameless dressing, but shaitan makes that glamorous. Now, we had nothing in our mind. Went to some, visit some family member, went to visit somebody in our immediate family, and now we're seeing somebody dressed in a certain way, which is shameless. It's really disgusting. It's shameless. But shaitan makes that look glamorous, because that person seems to be now in style. So now that creates a temptation to also do the same. So in this way, there are so many things. The temptation to dress in a certain way, to behave in a certain way. Somebody said something and it came into our ears. That person is already planning a very fun outing. Outing way to some venue which is not, which is actually out in terms of deen. But now this person is planning that outing in a way that is out of deen. But now the way it sounded so exciting, so now we heard that. What we heard became a temptation. So what we are seeing is becoming a temptation. What we are hearing is becoming a temptation. We are reading something is becoming a temptation. So all these temptations are being created all the time. And by people who have an agenda, people who are, as we said, setting the trap, like that rat, we are trying to catch that rat, we set the trap. And then we make it very appealing, we put that good piece of cheese in it also. Or whatever other, some bait and some food. So it is very appealing, it is very, very attractive, very glamorous, very tempting but now if others come and try to explain to that rat that look when you are going to start nibbling on that cheese initially nothing will happen but behind that there is something that is as soon as you are going to reach a certain point you are going to touch something there and that is going to now cause that, that trap to be let loose that trap is going to suddenly get into action and the next thing you are going to be pinned down onto it, and then somebody is going to come along, and they are going to chop your head off, 
and they're going to kill you or they might even first torture you or whatever might happen. It's wrong to torture any animal obviously. But now if somebody had to explain all this to that uh, rat, that rat will say that please just disappear from here. I don't believe you. That is so tempting. You are just jealous. You are trying to keep me away from my food. So you are jealous. Now when somebody is our well-wisher, we will have some story behind it. And unfortunately, those who are well-wishers, often we have badgumani for them. We start harboring suspicions about their intentions. And this is a scourge. Everything there is a negative uh, twist that is put to everything, Allah, mashallah. That generally, somebody tells us something for our benefit, somebody tells us something to help us, they are wishing well for us, but we'll be looking for what is, what is the agenda here. And in the good also will be looking for an agenda. Somebody is wishing well for us, and we'll be thinking, oh, this person is just being jealous over our excitement. Or this person just got it in for us, so now the person wants to stop our fun. Whereas that person has got nothing in for you. He wants you to enter into Jannat. He wants you to be out of Jahannam. He's got nothing, no problem with uh, your goodness. He wants you to flourish. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to progress. But he doesn't want to see you get harmed. So now the person is your parents, it might be, it might be some elder in the family, it might be your muallima, it might be somebody else, it might be your classmate, it might be your colleague. They are wishing well, and they are giving good advice, but that good advice is taken wrongly. So, like that rat now, if somebody had to explain to it, that beware now, this cage is a dangerous place, there is a trap here, there is a cage here. So you are just jealous. This food that is there, this cheese that is there, you don't want me to have it. That's your problem. You can't see me enjoying myself. And a whole lot of things that uh, we will now read into it, which are not there. And as a result, we put ourselves in so much of harm. We deprive ourselves of so much of good, based on that badgumani, due to that badgumani. So that rat will then refuse to listen and will refuse any kind of advice, any kind of guidance. The person will just be going head on into all the evil and sin that the person is involved in and unconcerned. But then what happens? Suddenly the trap falls and it causes this kind of problem for the person which now becomes difficult to come out of. So we need to become very conscious about all these temptations. One is to recognize it, that this is a trap. This is not something good for me. That rat refuses, it's in denial. That rat is in denial, this is not a trap. This is good for me. This is my food. This is my treat actually. So that rat is in denial. So when it's in denial, then it's almost certain that it's going to get trapped. It's almost certain that his head is going to get chopped. This denial is a major problem. So one is a person is now addicted. Addicted to whatever it is, substance abuse. Or the person is addicted to the phone. Addicted to social media. Addicted to 
the internet, addicted to, some people get addicted to news. Now they're just on the news, all the time, news, news. They read the thing in the morning, they're reading it again, after one hour later, the next one hour, and they can give you the minute for minute changes in what's happening in the situation. But what? It's just an addiction. But if somebody has to explain to the person, try to advise the person, this is an addiction. I'm not addicted, I'm fine. You don't know what you're talking about. But it is an addiction. Try to stay away from it. You can't stay away from it. That's an addiction. So, now, that denial, that denial is a very, very serious situation. So, likewise, the person is in denial about the temptations. I, I'm not tempted. I'm just doing something because I want to do it. It's not because of the temptation. Well, it's wrong, even if you're doing it for the sake of whatever else. Something that is wrong is wrong. You can't do it. But we are often in denial that we got tempted and we fall easily for temptations. We are like that rat that won't listen, that won't understand. But then the trap then falls on the head of that rat. So the first thing is to recognize that this temptation is a trap. To acknowledge it. This is a trap. This what popped up on the screen is a trap. To acknowledge it to recognize it, to be conscious of it. This is a trap. And am I going to fall into this trap like a rat? Ask oneself that question. This phone is, this social media is now taking me in some direction. There's something tempting now. This is a trap. To accept and acknowledge and to recognize that this is a trap. And how many people fell into the trap? They were in denial. No, no, I'm just friends. I'm talking to somebody, I'm chatting to somebody. I'm just friends. That kind of friendship is haram. If it's a non-maharam, it's haram. But many somehow give themselves some kind of, no, no, we're just friends. That friendship is haram. It's not, there's no such thing as being friends with a non-maharam. But no, no, we're just friends. We've got nothing. There's no, no issue. The next thing they got involved in, serious haram, broke their marriages and what not happened and the disgrace that came along with it, and the evils that then ensued as a result. But one of the primary issues in the whole problem was the denial. The denial that, no, no, I'm fine, I'm nothing's wrong with me, and everything's okay. So the first thing is to recognize that this is a trap, to acknowledge it, not to be in denial. And if we are stoking it, we are interfering in that, we are meddling in it. We sometimes want to just click on that something there. We say, no, no, I just want one more time. I just want to see the news or this. Then this is something that we are now in that denial. And it's a sign of that addiction. So in any case, coming back to the aspect of the temptations. So the temptations are being created all the time. And it's going to confront us. We are going to try to avoid getting... Uh, exposed to those temptations we will still get exposed to it we're going to be going somewhere driving somewhere whatever somebody's going to be saying something is going to fall in our ears something will accidentally come in front of our gaze there will be all kinds of temptations that will come the effort must be there to try and keep us oneself out of the situations that create the temptation we should make that effort but despite that effort, sometimes this will happen, we'll encounter it. And if not, 
then shaitan is there all the time to try and make some, to create waswasas and whisper things into our hearts and minds. And the nafs is there to now conspire with shaitan and to create this temptation. Even if a person saw nothing at that time or heard nothing at that time, shaitan and nafs will now create this in the heart. So what is the ilaj? What is the treatment? What is the safeguard? How does a person save oneself from falling into this trap? So in the Quran Sharif, there are some prescriptions that have been given to us. One of the prescriptions that the Quran Sharif has set out for us is, وَأَمَّا خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ We should learn this ayat, we should repeat it daily from time to time, every now and again, we recited it once, twice, then after 20 minutes, half an hour, we recited it again, one time, how long it will take to recite this for once? Or you take 10 seconds. So if every half an hour to we recite it once, 10 seconds in half an hour, what time it took? How much it took away from us? Nothing. It gave us so much. So, we should learn this ayat, the meaning of it, and to develop this consciousness what this ayat is giving us, develop this consciousness in our heart. What is Allah Ta'ala saying in this ayat? وَأَمَّا خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ That the one who fears standing in front of his Rabb. In other words, he is afraid of the day of Qiyamah, that when he will have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala and give an account of his deeds. So his fear is of the accountability of the Hisab Kitab on the day of Qiyamah. So now this Hisab Kitab will happen when? It will happen after death, after moth. One is now after moth, already in the Qabr there will be an examination, there will be questions. And then on the day of Qiyamah again there will be questions and a questioning of a person's whole life. So now the person who is afraid of the day of Qiyamah, the accountability. And when that fear has settled in his heart, meaning he doesn't want to do something that he will now be become a problem in the accountability. So what he does as a result, وَنَهَنْ nafsa anil hawa, And he refrains himself from the evil desires, from the temptations. So what will be the end result? فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Then Jannat will be his abode. So in this ayat karima what we are actually being taught is, one is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, because the person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala, he will be concerned about standing in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. So the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So now by repeating this ayat, sometimes taking one, two minutes, and reading this ayat from the heart, maybe no tongue or lip movement at that time also, just reciting it from the heart, very, very slowly, consciously, deeply, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَىٰ Letting it sink in the heart, repeatedly, for one minute, one and a half minutes, two minutes, three minutes, letting it settle in the heart. Now when a person is going to do this in this manner, in a diligent way, and keep reminding oneself, by the recitation of this ayat, 
that Allah Ta'ala is aware because a person on the day of Qiyamah cannot lie. He cannot try to get away in some manner. Allah is aware of everything. So the person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala in dunya, he will be conscious about the accountability on the day of Qiyamah. And the person who forgets Allah Ta'ala in dunya, he will forget about Akhirat also. He will say, well it comes, we will see now. We will cross, cross that bridge when we come to it. That kind of stories people will make then. So, this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, this is the breaks from all the haram, from all the sin. And then together with that, is this reality of death which we have to remember. That death can come at any moment. So now the person who has this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, and is conscious about death, and he remembers death, now just as we have to recite this ayat, so in this we are reminding ourselves about death as well. That I'm going to pass away and I'm going to have to give an account on the day of Qiyamah. But then separately, one should remember one's death also. And remember how imminent death is. How suddenly death can come. And every now and then we keep hearing about this. Somebody was here, fit, healthy, walking, talking. Next thing something happens, it's an accident, something else happens. And in one moment the person is gone. person has spoken to him, has probably interacted on some way, and then suddenly gets a call, the person is gone. He says, you sure? But I just spoke to him just now. Oh, I just saw him just now. See, he's gone. Yes, she's gone. See, but you sure she's gone? You sure? The same person. You're talking about somebody else. No, no, the same person. The person you spoke to, just ten minutes ago you spoke to her. Yes, she's gone. That kind of call will come. Sometimes that call might be made about us to somebody. How possible that is? We don't know. We should ask for afiyat. And one of the things to ask for protection from, which we have been taught about in some hadith, is al-mawtul fuja'a, a sudden death. Something to ask for protection from, because one is if that sudden death came in a good way, alhamdulillah, came as shahadat, came in a good way, that too is, mashallah, good for that person, that the person was in a good condition, the person was in a good situation, and the person got a good death, and it came suddenly, that made everything even more easier for the person. Allah forbid, if that sudden death comes, and a person is not in a good condition, then there is no chance. It all happened in one hit, and the person went, and at that moment the person was, Allah forbid, involved in some haram. Can we imagine somebody at that time looking at some haram, and suddenly they just coughed, or something happened, and suddenly some pain in the heart, and suddenly there was a heart attack, and the person just passed away on the spot, and what the person was looking at is still carrying on. That is still displayed there on that screen. The person is gone. The person was busy reading something. That what he was reading was wrong. Not supposed to be indulging in such kind of literature. Now that is still lying open there. The person has slumped and is gone. The person had some haram in his pocket. And suddenly some accident, Allah forbid, that haram is still in the pocket. People are going to take, make ghusal. They are going to now take everything. Allah forbid what not will come out in front of them. Now, death can come suddenly. So now, a sudden death can become a major problem for a person if that person is not in a good condition at that time.
So therefore we have been asked for, for asking safety from motul fujaa, from a sudden death. Because sometimes some sickness comes, something else comes, starts making a person worried, starts making a person turn towards Allah Ta'ala. The person now starts making toba, istighfar, that makes it, it becomes a chance for a person. So in any case, the issue here is that the temptation, one protection from the temptation is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. This doesn't mean that that temptation won't occur. The temptation will happen. But the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala will become the breaks. And it will protect the person from falling into that temptation. So this becomes a very big plus factor. A very big help. And this is the only real ilaj. The aspect of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Together with that is this aspect of remembering death. We should make death a part of our discussions and conversations. Not that we have to talk about death all the time in the sense that keep talking about death and what will happen at the time of death and what will happen after death. That too should happen from time to time. But not necessarily all the time. But death should become part of our conversation. How? Every now and again, maybe in the course of the day, a few times at least in the day, a few times, meaning like every hour or two hours, something or the other should, should come into our life, into, into our conversation about death. Now we are talking about something, might be something completely uh, just general, but in the general talk, something of this nature, well somebody said, well maybe, you know what, you should go and uh, visit so and so, and give the person some hope, the person is not well, say, no, inshallah, I'll go visit her, and uh, Allah Ta'ala give me life, then I'll definitely tomorrow, so if I'm still living tomorrow, I will go and see her. Now we just added those two, three words, if I'm still living tomorrow, inshallah, if I'm still living tomorrow. Now what that makes a person conscious of? Death. That is possible I might not be around tomorrow also. Now it's just a statement in passing, outwardly. But it's a very, very helpful statement. It helps to keep the remembrance of death alive. Now that was a good thing to do, to go and visit somebody who's sick, some family person, some elderly person. But when that also has been coupled with this consciousness, that if I'm alive tomorrow I'll be able to do it, then I will inshallah go and visit the sick person, etc., so likewise, when the temptation of some haram comes, see, but what if my life goes suddenly? How can I now just get into this? How can I start sitting and typing this haram? How can I start deciding to go to some place and some souk and some fair and so on, where there's going to be all kinds of intermingling and some music is going to perhaps be playing somewhere, or whatever else might happen, Allah knows best, somewhere some things take place, some things take place in some other place, some things don't take place there, but some other things take place there. So, but the environment is not conducive. What if I trip over something and fall there, and next thing I fell on my face and my life went? It happens. These things have happened. People just slipped on some step and next thing they were gone. person passed away. Some pole fell on somebody. Where it fell, the person was gone somewhere, walking around in some place. Something happened, Allah knows best how it happened, some tin peg fell, fell on the person's head. It happened, reality. Happened to the person. 
These kind of things are, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. But these are realities. So now the person who makes death a part of his consciousness, part of his conversations, in this way, very simple, if I'm living tomorrow, I'll do it. Now, that's a remembrance of death. We brought death into that conversation. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala take us all to Jannat. Then we'll be so happy, we're eating now, mashallah, we're enjoying this. Allah Ta'ala keep us together in Jannat also. But now Jannat is in the Akhirat. To get to Jannat we have to do something. Now we just brought that as a part of the conversation. You know, one day inshallah Allah Ta'ala take us all to Jannat. Together we'll be sitting and enjoying this company in Jannat. So now he's taking the heart and focusing it to after death. Which means death is the bridge. Death is going to, we have to cross the bridge, bridge of death to get there. And that's a reality. So now by talking about Jannat also, we're bringing this remembrance of death. Somebody now started making some ghibat. Oh, oh, please, you know what, we should change the subject immediately. Let us not get into this ghibat. Allah forbid, if suddenly our death comes now, how are we going to answer for the Sunday of Qiyamah? Oh, this ghibat will take us towards Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala save us. Now we just brought that one line. There was no long discussion. But that one line, those one-liners repeatedly, every now and again, every 15-20 minutes, half an hour, one hour, that some one-liner that reminds us about death, that brings about something about death in that conversation. It might be by speaking about something about death itself, or if I'm living tomorrow, then we'll, Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq, we'll do something, this or that, or something about Jannad, some protection from Jahannam, some way we are talking about death, some person who passed away, we mentioning that person, mashallah, that person was such a good person, she passed away, or that person passed away, whatever. But now that one word, passed away, that passed away is reminding us about our passing away. Now we should try and bring this into our conversations, this remembrance of death. And this is what we have been encouraging the Hadith Sharif, Akthiro, Dhikra Hazim al-Laddat, al-Mawt, Excessively remember that which will serve all the pleasures. Remember death. So this is also one way of remembering death. Bring it into the conversation. Inshallah, if I am living tomorrow, somebody says, tomorrow make sure you come and see me. Tomorrow make sure you do this. Tomorrow make sure you do that. Inshallah, if I am living. So now, if I am living is a very big reminder. Now there is one line. And how often we can be using that one line? We should start using it. So now this is one of the most important things to develop in our hearts and minds to protect us from that sin. The consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the remembrance of death. To the extent that this is remembered, this is established in our hearts, this becomes a, a constant reminder. It's something there. We might not be all the time conscious about death every moment, but as soon as Something happens, it's like an alarm. As soon as the temptation comes, it triggers the alarm. Now that alarm is there, that passive beam is there in the corner. It's not nothing, you can't hear anything. It's just there. It's so to say monitoring. But as soon as somebody has crossed that line of that beam, it just triggers the alarm. And as a result, everybody is in action now. Everybody is alert. What happened? So likewise, this alarm of the remembrance of death must be ever-present. We might not be all the time conscious, but it's there, it's monitoring. 
And as soon as some temptation comes which is taking us or tempting us towards some sin, some haram, it must trigger the alarm of death. Now this will happen when, how will this get built in? It will get built in when we keep bringing this into our conversations. Keep some time sitting and thinking. Take 2-3 minutes out of the day. Take 2-3 minutes to surround and remember one's own death. One day will come when I am going to pass away. That is a reality. It might happen yesterday. Yesterday is gone. It won't happen yesterday obviously. It could happen today. But it could happen tomorrow. I have no idea. It could happen just now. That moment will come. And when it happens, what is going to happen? This will happen. This is how I am going to be. This is how people are going to carry me. This is how I am going to be lying there in my coffin. I am going to be lying there lifeless. And everybody is going to be sitting around and they are going to be looking at what this person was. This person used to be walking, talking, shouting, laughing, joking. This person used to be saying, I want to eat this. And yes, this morning the person said, please tomorrow I want to eat that and I want to do this and I'm going to go there and I'm going to... And she sent this message to me and that person is saying she spoke this to me. But what we spoke, what kind of message we sent? Is it something that we will be happy about? They'll be happy about now? So now think about it. And then think about the grave. Think about being lowered into that grave. Think about the cold floor of that grave. Think about that darkness of that grave. Think about the loneliness of that grave. Think about it. Those who can't handle it at all, then they should think about Jannah. But we should try and bring some remembrance of this. Somebody becomes, sometimes some people can't handle it at all. They become so overwhelmed by it. They can't sleep at night and they can't then eat. Obviously, that's not what the objective is. So if somebody gets too affected by it, then you must think about Jannat. What are the bounties of Jannat? And how excellent Jannat is. But to get to Jannat, I'm going to have to cross the bridge of death. So have I prepared for that death? Have I done what is going to be taking me straight to Jannat? Or am I flying in the direction of Jahannam and I'm wishing for Jannat? Then that is wishful thinking. So to think about this, to develop this consciousness in our hearts, and when this consciousness will be developed, then inshallah, it will become very easy to save ourselves from those temptations with the fuzzle of Allah wa ta'ala. So may Allah wa ta'ala grant us this consciousness. Give us a tawfiq of developing this consciousness in our heart. That deep down in our hearts, this consciousness of Allah ta'ala is there. And this remembrance, this alarm is sitting, waiting, and it's monitoring. And as soon as something is now tempting towards evil, this alarm starts ringing. But what if your death comes? Inshallah, if we develop this alarm within our hearts and we develop this consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala, then these temptations, we are going to get confronted with it. We are insan and these temptations are getting created all the time by what's around us in the environments, etc. Who's going where? Where they're inviting us to? What adverts are coming here, there and everywhere? All these things will create temptations. But inshallah, if we have developed this, then it will be very easy to overcome that temptation. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير 
ربنا حبلنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب